Here we go, back again in the studio, rocking with you guys. Here is another week, week three of the Big Ten Football Conference. Cannot wait to be breaking down all the scores and everything that we have predicted for this upcoming week. Week three is going to be an absolute blast. Now, this is your host, Tyler, rocking with you, and this is the Big Ten Football Focus podcast presented by Woos Media uh, and our awesome family of podcasts. Glad to be with you guys today. Honestly, uh, really looking forward to week three. To be honest, uh, I feel like week three is kind of the calm before the storm. There are uh, some good games this week. We're not going to overlook some of these matchups. But next week, let me tell you, is an absolute ripper. And I cannot wait to get into week four. But first, we have week three. Like I said at the beginning of the year, what I really, really want to focus on is being in the moment, right? All of that uh, romance novel and, and rom-com stuff. No, I, I really do. Uh I, I don't know how it's possible, but but by week 13, week 14 of the season, you're like, holy cow! I wish I could just go back to September, and uh, and I just don't want to. I don't want to lose that. So, in this podcast, we're going to be doing a preview of all of the games going forward, giving out our predictions for those games, and of course, we will be giving you kind of our, our thoughts or our insights of what we think is going to happen this weekend, and then uh, sending you guys off into the, uh, you know, the internet space, the internet world until we come back with you Sunday night, which we should be posted uh, on Monday morning or Tuesday morning, just depending on when you're listening to it. So let's get into it. Let's not waste any more time. I'm happy to be with you guys. Uh, really not a lot of uh, news coming out of the Big Ten uh, as of this week and as of this recording. So no news. Let's jump into it. Like I said, I like to do um, a couple, if, if you're an old-time listener, uh, I like to do a couple of different podcasts. This style format really suits well for the you know, beginning of the season. We're going to get in and do a few different things as we get into the, the meat uh, the meat and potatoes of the season. So let's jump into it. So first game up, it is Friday night. That's right, Friday night. We've got some Friday night football. Virginia going on the road to Maryland. Now, I said last week, now I, 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 you know, accidentally forgot Maryland one time in the preview. We were talking about, uh, we were talking about them playing Towson, which really wasn't much of, uh, which is not much of something to break down, but as I was watching the Charlotte game, and I said on last podcast, something's different with this Maryland team. I don't know if it's a good different or a bad different, but watching it, they really should have beat Charlotte way worse than what they did. Charlotte is not a team that we would consider a juggernaut or a, by any means, right? Uh, so I, I just think something's up. Something's a little weird with the Terrapins. I don't know what it is, and I don't think it's going to sh- share its, uh, shed its light on, on this, uh, this next week. I don't think we're going to find or we're going to get a concrete evidence of that because Virginia is just not a very good football team. For crying out loud, they just lost to James Madison at home 35-36. Yep, that's right, James Madison, the former FCS, now FBS Sunbelt opponent, they lost to at home. So, uh, really, not not a ton to really break down in this game. Uh, yes, it, you know, 
close, quote-unquote, rivals. Uh, but like I said, there's been something a little off about this Maryland team. We'll see if it rears itself in this game. I don't think it will. Uh, I really think that, that Maryland's going to take care of business. Again, Maryland is is poised just because I think there's a lot going on in the Michigan State program uh, right now. Michigan, or Maryland is poised to really slot in to that fourth spot. Now, I thought that was going to be Sparty this year, obviously, after watching them play and with some of the stuff that's going on with that program. A lot is up in the air and could become a distraction. Maryland could be slotted into that number four spot, which traditionally that that's a, you know, nine and three, eight and four spot. So they definitely need to get this win. I think they're going to. I have uh, 38-21 Maryland. Now we are going to get out the betting lines as of right now. Of course, always bet responsibly. Right now the line is minus 14 and a half. It has, uh, you know, slowly, uh, changed a little bit over time. It opened at 19 and a half. So, uh, if the, if the line keeps dropping, obviously, you know, if you're like, you know, money's coming on Virginia, then go for it. But, uh, like I said, the, the prediction for us, 38 to 21, Maryland is what we have it rated at. Next game up, we have Indiana taking on Louisville. Uh, an interesting game, despite Indiana really not being a very uh, intriguing team this year. No offense, Hoosier fans. They're just this team just has a lot, a lot of holes in it. And but why I say it's intriguing is that Jeff Fromm, the former Purdue coach, is now the head coach at Louisville. Uh, really, Brom is four and one overall against Indiana, only having one loss while he was at his tenure at Purdue. Uh, this Louisville team can flat out score points. They can put up numbers. And I think that is going to be a very bad recipe for our Indiana Hoosiers. Now, this game is being played in Indianapolis, so it isn't a traditional home game for one team or an away game, which might help the Hoosiers in the end. But uh, I do not think this game is going to be close. Um, I, I think that this is going to be a total blowout in favor of Louisville. Uh, like I said, I think Brom knows Indiana. Brom knows Tom Allen. And uh, Indiana, they're just they're struggling right now. The Indiana State game was ugly. Uh, right now, the line is plus 10 for Indiana. I think it's going to be a total and utter blowout. I'm going to go 42-14 Louisville. Uh, Hoosiers, the good thing is you can bounce back next week against Akron uh, in the week three or week four. So week three is going to be a tough one for you uh, Hoosier fans out there. But really, again, I just think that Louisville, their offense is just so significantly better than Indiana's defense. They're going to, it's going to turn into a track meet. In my opinion, that's our prediction. Next game up, we have Penn State, Illinois. Now, everyone is talking about the the last time they played and it being the longest game in college football history and it going into, what was it, like nine overtimes or whatever it was. I mean, it was kind of crazy, uh, really, how many, like, what happened the last time uh, those guys played. But as I look at... Um, as I look at this team, the Illinois team is is completely different on on paper, uh, completely different in in every facet. I continue to to think that this Illinois team is the same Illinois team that we saw last year. It's not, and I gotta kind of accept that. Do I think they're going to get to eight wins? Absolutely, eight nine wins. I think they're there. I think it's doable, but I just don't think that 
Illinois has the firepower, nor have I seen enough juice, the gelling together as a team to go uh, beat Illinois or to beat Penn State. Now you're at home, you're in Illinois, which is great. It's phenomenal for you because you do have, uh, you know, you're opening the Big Ten with a uh, home opponent. But I just don't see really any scenario that Illinois wins. The only thing I can think of is if they just have an insane amount of turnovers in favor of them, right? Penn State's just turning the ball over and they're capitalized on it. They're taking the air out of the ball. They're doing everything that they should have done against Kansas. But I think Penn State's going to come out. I think they're going to score a couple of really quick touchdowns. And then Illinois is going to be forced to throw, which is not the strength of this team. Their strength is in the run game, is in clock possession, is in, in, in all of those things that Brett Bielema teaches. That is where I see this, this game going. I, again, I, I find it tough to watch it and, uh, to watch this Illinois team because I had such high hopes this year. I just got to tweak my, my expectations. Like I said, I thought they were going to be fighting for it after that Kansas game was tough. I'm kind of down on them. I'm not out. Not, we're not down and out. We're just down on them. I think, uh, you know, they're going to lose this game. I think Penn State's going to win 34 17. And, I'm going to, and, and I think Illinois bounces back the week after against FAU. They then take on Purdue. They then take on Nebraska, which I think they can rattle off some wins here, uh, in the future. And they're going to get their season back on track in the next coming weeks. But this one, I don't see it. Uh, Penn State has looked phenomenal. Again, I said that they were going to be the, the second team that was our, I thought that they were going to lose to overall, uh, lose to Michigan, but I thought they were going to be Ohio State slotting in at the number two on that side of the conference. I want to stand by that and they look really well against really good against West Virginia and Delaware I have no reason to think that they're not going to be able to handle Illinois uh, on the road next game up Wisconsin Georgia Southern the the I, I I want to go through these quick so we can get to everybody but I do have some thoughts on this game uh you know, there's there's you know, things on TikTok and uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram, you know, insert social media here, and it says let them cook, right? Right? There's always that that saying. There's a bunch of like you know sounds and stuff like that. Let them cook now. Let's just let Luke Fickle cook. Let's not overreact to this Washington State game. Look, Washington State had everything to play for. They had to put it all out there. National media, ABC, and Pullman. Now they're suing the Pac-12. I mean, just a bunch of crazy things I never thought that we'd get to in college football. But that's what Washington, they had everything to gain in that win. And Wisconsin really didn't have a lot to gain. And so everyone's going to be bailing on the Badgers now. Everyone is saying, I don't think it's working. Has Fickle done this? Has it done that? Look, this isn't his kids. These aren't his kids. He didn't recruit these. These are still Paul Chris kids. What I want to see is a good, solid victory out of Wisconsin. Georgia Southern is not a walking apart. Uh, former coach Clay Hilton, uh, USC, right? He, he's, he knows big games. He's now at Georgia Southern. As I watched this Wisconsin team, they had everything. I mean, it was just a tough spot uh, in Pullman. I think they bounced back, and they bounced back in a big way. Uh, really excited uh, for this game. Honestly, one of my favorites of the weekend. Uh, I, Of course, I've been really high on Wisconsin. I think a lot of people were. But the thing is, uh, what a lot of people in the media do, they, they tear you up so you can fall, right? So right now, it's a lot of revisionist history. And, you know, does Fickle have it, you know, yada, yada 
yada yada, all these things. I'm like, of course he does. Absolutely. Uh, Wisconsin is going to be able to, to get this, this win. Uh, I'm really excited to, to watch this game. Like I said, I think, you know, down, not out, uh, again on it. I think it's going to be close. Uh, I don't think it's going to be an utter blowout. I think it's going to be 31 28 in favor of Wisconsin. And you can go with, with, with that with what you please. But like I said, I, I'm not going to be out on, on Wisconsin. I think it's going to be, uh, I think Georgia Southern is going to score late. They're going to try to make it interesting at the end. But I think Wisconsin overall is a better team. Next game up, we have the Battle of the Academics. That is Duke taking on Northwestern. Uh, really, this Duke team is is a really good team. I never thought I'd say that as a Duke Blue Devils fan. Uh, growing up watching them, I never thought they were going to be great uh, in football. They have been able to win their last two games, obviously beating Clemson. Lafayette this last week. Uh, Northwestern did not look great against Rutgers. Bounced back against UTEP. Uh, I don't think we can take really a ton away from that UTEP game just because UTEP, a Conference USA opponent going to a Big Ten team. How were they ever favored? That was just absolutely insanity. Right now, uh, you know, Duke is favored, and I think rightfully so. Duke's at home. Duke's offense looks really, really good. Northwestern's offense showed glimpses last weekend of what it can be, obviously putting up those points of course uh anytime you win uh you know 38 to 7 and you, you feel good about it and you did it mainly in the second half uh that i mean that's all all positives i just think this duke team is uh far superior and i'm gonna go uh 24 10 oh sorry um 35 to 7 uh in favor of duke uh winning this game i think northwestern is going to struggle and uh unless they prove me wrong i mean i really hope that their defense you know can slow down this offense this duke offense they put up some serious points but if clemson couldn't i just don't think northwestern can Next game up, that it is at 2.30 Central Time. We've got the North Carolina Tar Heels taking on the Minnesota Golden Gophers. And this game really uh, similarly, and it's kind of crazy as I was watching uh, the reactions around the league, around uh, you know, college football, national media. Everyone was really, really high on West, on North Carolina, uh, a couple of years ago. I mean, we're talking fever pitch. Like these guys are going to be, they are the next best thing. And I think that they, again, similar to Luke Fickle, uh, at Wisconsin, you gotta let people cook a little bit. You've gotta let them install their offense, install the, the system that they want to run. In North Carolina, pre- previous to, uh, you know, Mac Brown's re-return, really only had one solid season, and that was in 2015. Yeah, they made it to bowl games. I'm not taking that away, but they really hadn't been world beater, so to say. He gets back in 2019, they go seven and six. 2020, um, they go eight and four. 2021, six and seven. Last year, nine and five. Everyone was saying they were going to go to the national championship last year. I said, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, I think that Drake May needed to, to, you know, grow up a little bit more. They needed to bring back their starters. They bring back, I believe it's like 90% of their starters on offense and 80% on defense or something crazy like that. Um, and again, I know this is a Big Ten podcast, but it, it, you got to put it into context. North Carolina goes and beats South Carolina uh, in Charlotte. Absolutely routes them 31-17. They look great. National media jumps on them. Mac Brown, are they back? Can North Carolina do it? Are they going to win? Could they be, win the ACC? Florida State looked good. Is it a North Carolina-Florida State uh, title game? I mean, just 
fever pitch, just craziness. And honestly, North Carolina is good. I don't think their national championship good, but right now everyone bailed on them after last week. Look, Appalachian State, they, they played them tough. It went into overtime. North Carolina ended up winning in the end. Appalachian State is arguably the toughest group of five opponent out there. I don't care what you say. Appalachian State is them. They are legit. And they took them to the wire. And so everyone's bailing on them. I think if they beat App State, this line right now it's minus eight in favor of North Carolina. Um, it earlier this week, I, you know, I took it at minus seven, uh, and it's slowly been creeping up as people are realizing, but this, this line should be a lot higher. Minnesota has yet to show me on offense. They only put up 25 points against an Eastern Michigan team at home, 13 against Nebraska. No, sir. This offense has not deserved the, the minus eight. I think I had this game even higher than that. I think North Carolina is going to take it to the Golden Gophers. I think it's going to be close to half, but I think North Carolina is going to blow them out. I do not think it's going to be a, uh, a particularly close game. I'm going to go 24-10 in favor of North Carolina. Uh, if that number continues to run up, it might be a good time to grab this number at minus 8, uh, just because I think a lot of people are out on this one North Carolina team. I believe it even opened at like 6.5 or 6, uh, and it's like, what has this Minnesota team done to show us that, that, that it's not going to be more, but I think it's more of people are out on North Carolina and then what they are in on Minnesota. Next game up, we've got Rutgers taking on Virginia Tech. Now, we talked a little bit about the Hokies last week. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, this program, which was once an amazing program, uh, just does not have the juice it used to have. They're going to go on the road to Rutgers. And you want to know something? I like Rutgers in this spot. I'm being dead serious. I think Shiano has a team here that is going to fly under the radar. No one's going to talk about them in the national media. Of course, we are on this this podcast. Rutgers, you're not uh, you're not lost on us. But look, if they can beat Virginia Tech. They, they improved to 3-0. and Now, I don't think they're going to beat Michigan in the big house. Let's just be honest here. So then they beat, then they beat Wagner. They're sitting at They'd be sitting at four and one. Can you win two games over the next, what, seven? Of course. You then go Wisconsin, Michigan State, Indiana. Okay. Bye week, Ohio State, Iowa, Penn State, Maryland. There's two wins in it. I really do like this Rutgers team. I think that a lot of people are sleeping on them. And the, honestly, the odds makers agree. They're favoring uh, Rutgers right now, minus seven. Uh, earlier today, it was minus six and a half. Uh, I would bet it right at seven. I, I like that number. Um, I, my, my prediction, what I, what I wrote down, uh, at the end of last week, because I like to get my predictions down after I watch the game, I have 31-24 in favor of Rutgers. I really think this team is just different this year. I think they're going to pull an upset or two going forward. Obviously, I think they beat Indiana. And then it's like, I think they could get one or two games, and they're sitting at 7-5. and five, And we're like, holy cow, where did Rutgers come from? Yeah, they're going to be able to do it. Uh, now, I don't know if it's going to be an upset against Wisconsin, if it's going to be upset against Michigan State, Ohio State, Iowa. I don't know which ones it's going to be. But this is not a team that should be slept on. Uh, um, like I said, taking Rutgers, taking the, the, the Scarlet Knights here. Alright, just a few games left. Six of them to be exact. We have the next game up. Iowa taking on Western Michigan. Uh, really an odd game. Uh, Iowa is, is tough. 
when I bet for them to score big, they don't do well. When I bet against them, because in a low-scoring game, I thought it was going to be close, they do better. Really, the pick six kind of sealed it. But this Western Michigan team is is not a particularly good team. The number's been running pretty high right now. It's at 28-and-a-half. I think I think Iowa's going to do really well. Uh right now, um at some sports books that I'm looking just, just online, some of them have it at as low as twenty-four. Um it looks like it is moving in the direction of, of Iowa uh to to you know just get this massive number, which is really hard because that's not in Iowa's uh you know forte. Right now, my prediction is Iowa 28, uh, Western Michigan 0. I think it's going to be a nothing burger for Western Michigan. I don't think they're going to be able to move this, the, their ball up and down the field um, against this Iowa team. The, the strength of Iowa is in their defense. Offense, not so much. I think the defense will get at least one uh, turnover where they're going to get points off of, whether it be uh, you know a quick turnaround, one or two play drive, or just like a pick six or a fumble recovery. Broncos just can't handle uh, the Big Ten, and that's why you do it you're going to pay them to come and beat them and then i was going to get ready for penn state next week next game up at uh, three central time we have ohio state taking on western kentucky uh this is kind of a trap game now i don't think like i said i don't think a conference usa opponent uh is going to beat a big 10 opponent i said that last week i said it against utep when they played northwestern but as i'm watching this 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 ohio state team they're not as explosive on offense as what they have been in years past or ryan day isn't running up the score as what he did in years past um the 77 points speaks for itself last year right this year 23 points week after 35 points against an fcs team now you might say well they pull the dogs they're just they're being a little bit more classy why run up the score let's get our backups in let's really figure out the death chart sure sure 100 percent. i won't agree with you on that i think you should but western kentucky can flat out put up points uh they are a high-flying offense they have ever since i believe it's tyson hilton uh took over look they put up 41 on uh, south florida they put up 52 on houston christian not particularly great teams houston christian middling fcs team usf you know bottom of the american athletic but regardless this hilltopper team can put up points I would not be surprised if this turns into a track meet. Obviously, Ohio State's going to win, uh, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than what a lot of people think. I wonder if 42-21 in favor of Ohio State. All right, just four games left on the slate here. We've got Michigan State taking on uh, Washington. Now, uh, I don't really want to dip into the allegations and everything going on with Coach Tucker. It doesn't look like he's going to be coaching. Uh, they put him on administrative leave. Uh, I believe a lot of stuff going on about that. We're not going to touch on that outside of just saying that it could cause a distraction. But this Washington team, similar to Western Kentucky, is absolutely incredible through the air but even more incredible is their defense uh i think this is going to be an utter blowout uh washington they are doing something that has never been done before where they have their their offense is so one-sided michael Penix. uh 
very used to playing against Big Ten teams. Obviously, it's on the road, but I think Washington's going to come in. Uh, I think Michigan State's not going to know what to hit them. This Washington team, I think, has the legs to make it into the college football playoff. I think they're going to be there at the end. Uh, I think they're better than Oregon, in my opinion. I think that they're going to be right there with USC, right there with Utah, uh, Colorado as well. Uh, honestly, this, this Washington team is legit. And... Uh, my prediction for the game, 45-17 in favor of Washington. I think Washington is going to completely take over this game. Should be a lot of fun to watch. They're a really fun offense. We'll see if Sparty can handle it. Uh, if Sparty can, if they can with, withstand that and their defense can play well, then I think there's a lot of hope and optimism. But if you get a loss here, uh, it really could spiral because it it's not getting easier. Maryland against Michigan State, I think, is is really a pick game. And then you have Iowa on the road. So it really could get out of hand for Sparty here uh, in this next few games. So it's, it's paramount for them to win. But I I think this Washington team, this Washington offense is next level. I think, unfortunately, we're going to see a loss for the Spartans. Okay, just three games left. We've got Nebraska taking on Northern Illinois. Really not much to say except Northern Illinois just lost to Southern Illinois. An FCS team, 11-14 last weekend. Uh, Nebraska just needs to four everything that is holy uh, for the love. Just protect the ball. They're going to do really well. Uh, right now, the line is at 10.5 points. I think that that is more than fair in favor of Nebraska. Everyone's going to be out on this Nebraska team. Again, they just saw them get walloped against their rival on national television. So I think a lot of people are not going to be betting this team, uh, which might be good for us as we're looking at betting lines and predictions and stuff like that. I think they're going to get a couple wins here. They're they're going to beat Northern Illinois. I think they're going to beat Louisiana Tech next weekend. They're going to be 2-2 two and two, uh, going into the Michigan game, which I don't think they have the players that Michigan has and really that a lot of the Big Ten teams have, but uh, I think they're going to dig themselves a little bit, at least out of their hole, all right? You're just trying to get to 500. Uh, this is the first step in the right direction. My prediction for this game, I have uh, 28 to 10. Last game, last couple games, we have Bowling Green taking on Michigan at 6.30 uh, Central Time. Uh, not much to say here. It's a Mac opponent, uh, a bad Mac opponent at that. Going into the big house, I think it's going to be very similar to what, we, what we've seen uh, to start off Michigan uh, of this year, taking on East Carolina, UNLV, now Bowling Green. Uh, I think Michigan is going to jump out on them like they have on all of them. They're going to play really, really hard. Uh, the first half to you know two and a half quarters they're going to pull the dogs and then they're just going to let their backups go and it's just that's just the way that it's going to go uh i have this game rated at 38.6 in favor of michigan right now the line is minus 41 um and then minus 40 and a half is what i'm looking at so uh really i i think uh I think Michigan, I don't, I don't think they're going to cover this crazy number. It's massive points. I think they're just going to do what, what they need to do to get the win. And really, uh, next week against Rutgers, I think they're going to beat them, beat Nebraska. They're going to beat Minnesota. They're going to beat Michigan, Indiana. And then they're up against Michigan State. Uh, this is not saying that the Big Ten is not good. I just think that Michigan is absolutely phenomenal. I think this might be the year that they do get the national championship. I'm not kidding. I really like what I'm seeing out of the play out of J.J. McCarthy. I have bet them to, to win the Heisman. So... Uh, we have a little future bet going on there. Uh, I like JJ. I think that he's a phenomenal player. I think this team is built right. And looking around, it, they seem like the most consistent. And I'm really excited for the, the Wolverines, but we'll see how it plays out. 
Last game of the day, we've got the Purdue Boilermakers taking on the Syracuse Orange. If you watched the game last year, it was absolutely nutty. Uh, Syracuse uh, won. 32 to 29, uh, and it was, it was a phenomenal game. So much fun. Now, I think Purdue, originally it opened at minus three and a half in favor of Purdue. The line is now flipped plus two and a half, uh, you know, Purdue plus two and a half. So it's really gone through a big change. Uh, home team has both covered and have won straight up both games. I want to go with Purdue's going to beat Syracuse. I think it's going to be close. Uh, I'm not going to take that away. I think these are very, very similar teams. Very, very similar uh, coaching styles between Ryan Walters and Dino Babbers. I think uh, it's going to be 28-27 in favor of Purdue. And I think these teams should continue to play each other because they are at the same level. And it makes really, really good football. Uh, so that has been uh, our, our week three preview as far as uh, the Big Ten football focus is. A lot of a lot of predictions, a lot of fun. Cannot wait to for this weekend. Obviously, we've got a game Friday. Cannot wait for this weekend to get back to it and to watch some more Big Ten football uh, next week. A lot better games, not as many games because we have a lot more Big Ten versus Big Ten, which will allow us to get into our mailbag, which I believe we're going to have start next podcast. So submit your questions if you find us on Twitter or X, I guess is that what it's called now. Thank you guys so much for listening and being a part of this podcast. Have a great weekend of football, and we'll see you guys on Monday.